Hello, today, January 3rd, 2021, and Happy New Year to you. Today's lesson is from our Union Gospel Press, and it is titled, Jesus' First Miracle. The lesson text is John 2, verse 1 through 11. Today we will be reading the scriptures, and then we'll go into the lesson. Um, Again, welcome, welcome, welcome to New Fellowship Missionary Baptist Church, where our pastor is Pastor Dontell A. Hall Sr. Today's lesson, scripture text, again, is John 12. I mean, I'm sorry, John 2, verse 1 through 11. I will begin reading these scriptures to you. And the third day there was a marriage in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. And both Jesus was called and his disciples to the marriage. And when they wanted wine, the mother of Jesus said unto him, They have no wine. Verse 4, Jesus said unto her, Woman, what have I to do with thee? Mine hour is not yet come. His mother said unto the servants, Whatsoever he saith unto you, do it. Verse 6. And there were set there six water pots of stone, after the manner of the purifying of the Jews, containing two or three firkins apiece. Jesus said unto them, Fill the water pots with water. And they filled them up to the brim. And he said unto them, Draw out now, and bear unto the governor of the feast, and they bear it. When the ruler of the feast had tasted the water that was made, wine and knew not which it was, but the servants which drew the water knew, the governor of the feast called the bridegroom, and said unto him, Every man at the beginning do set forth good wine, and when men have well drunk, then that which is worse but thou hast kept the good wine until now. In verse 11, Thus beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. Our golden text today will be The beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee manifested forth his glory, and his disciples believed on him. Now, this lesson today is quite interesting because this lesson from John 2 verses 1 through 11 recounts the first recorded miracle performed by Jesus. On the surface, it may seem rather trivial, but why did Jesus do this as the first miracle he performed? Some believe the way he spoke to his mother sounds disrespectful. Then there is the issue of creating wine. These and other questions makes this an important account to study. So again, we're talking about in this lesson, three things that I want to try to introduce or more so point out. Um, We're going to first understand Jesus' manner, mission, and his methods so that we can get to know him better. Um, We're going to, for as a principal matter, we're going to 
to be people who are well acquainted with Jesus' motives and actions so that we can be the type of disciple that please him in our modern context. And for is the application of this to realize that Jesus' miracles were ultimately intended to bring focus upon God's kingdom principles and to seek to do the same by our words and our actions. Now, this Bible is truly filled. Uh, well, I'll say the Bible. Our Bible is truly filled with marvelous accounts to God, working miracles and wonders in all types of situation. The lesson today is very um, is one of these very accounts. Um, turning water into wine. Now, in this passage, we read about Jesus' first recorded miracle that launched his public earthly ministry out into his world. Yet, you know, all the splendors and wonders of the account of Jesus' supernatural turning water into wine, we must carefully um, see the real point here. You know, we cannot um, replicate Jesus' miraculous work and God does not expect us to do so. Now in John 2 verse 1 through 11, it's not designed to help us do miracles. It's designed to help us see God in Christ through those miracles. Now the wedding at Cana is designed to help us get to know Jesus better. By closely noting his actions and motivation, we will become better acquainted with Jesus and better ourselves as his disciples. I pose a question to you right now. Um, I read the golden text and it's the, this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee and manifested forth his glory and his disciples believed on him. Now this is John two eleven. I want to pose a question to you. Do you believe Jesus still work miracles today? Something to think about, right? Now me, I believe Jesus is still in the um, miracle business. Um, he has performed miraculous things in my life. Um, I can only say that because of what I've experienced. And I believe, you know, Jesus is still working miracles. I mean, let's think about it. I mean, here is a pandemic that's going on, um, you know, that was last year and continuing on into 2021. And I'm still here. Um, you're still here. That is a blessing. That's a miracle. I mean, so many people have died in this world, uh, but God is still keeping us. He's protecting us. So he is truly still performing miracles. I mean, there's been people um, that wasn't even sick that has left here. And I just want to but you know, God is still in the miracle business. I mean, every day we wake up, every day breath flows through our body. That's a miracle. So I believe Jesus still works miracles. Now, as we know, his first miracle was neither in a crowded marketplace nor in a local synagogue. His miracle took place at a private wedding where he turned water into wine. Now, John writes, this beginning of miracles did Jesus in Cana of Galilee. Now, whenever Jesus performed a miracle, it was never to brag, show off, create excitement, or to draw attention to himself. 
His miracles were never meant to overshadow the glory of God. Now Jesus performed miracles to put the glory of God on display and to show love to others. Now, for instance, now to run out of wine at a wedding feast would have been a social disaster for the bridegroom. Now, the New Testament uses six different words to refer to miraculous events. Now, in this content, the Greek word simeon or simeon translated sign. It emphasizes the significance of Jesus' glory as the Messiah and the Son of God. A sign is also a mean to encourage faith and belief in others. Now, out of 37 main recorded miracles that we see Jesus perform in the gospel, John records what often called the seven sign miracles. Hmm. Now, the purpose of John's gospel was not to win arguments or even to show that Jesus worked miracles. His purpose was to win people to faith in Christ as the Son of God. But these are written that ye might believe that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God, and that believing ye might have life through his name. Simply put, the evangelist wanted lives to be transformed by the power and glory of God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Now the miracle at the wedding manifests forth his glory. Now manifested forth means to make visible or to make clear something that has been hidden or unclear. Now throughout Jesus' earthly life and ministry, John and the rest of the disciples saw his glory. Do you know your purpose in life? That's something to think about. Do you know your purpose in life? Your purpose in life is to worship, honor, and glorify God. Now, there is no greater joy in the world than to be saved by grace through faith in Jesus Christ. Jesus wants men, women, boys, and girls of all walks of life to believe in him. The scripture says, for God so loved the world that if he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believe in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. For God sent not his son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. This is John 3, verse 16 and 17. Now, as a result of the miraculous turning of water into wine, Jesus' disciples believed on him. In the Old Testament, Moses turned water into blood, a sign of judgment. This is in Exodus seven fourteen to 24. Now, in the New Testament, Jesus turned water into wine, which is a sign of celebration and joy. Not only can God, well, excuse me, not only can Jesus turn water into wine, he can also turn a disaster into a delight, a bitter enemy into a believing disciple, a sinner, into a saint. Now we're going to put a pen in that because we all have sinned and fallen short. And we know God has made changes in our lives. You think about that. When you start looking back on your life and looking at where God has brought you from, from, that's a miracle. That's, That's an amazing thing because only you and God know how you really are. You know, some people can say, if you knew me way back when, you know, that's just letting you know 
God is real. He is making changes. He is doing the impossible in somebody's life that had it not been for God on their side, if it had not been for somebody praying for them, where would they be? And that's an amazing thing. There's a late Adrian Rogers once said, pray and doubt you'll do without. Pray and believe you will receive. Do you believe in Jesus? Jesus specializes in transforming lives. Just want to let you know today, turn your life around because our God is awesome. Now, as an example, I wanted to share this with you. It's like whether it's whether it's the swing of a baseball or the cake in your oven. Timing is a critical, important issue in many matters. Too early or too late and all your effort might be for nothing. In Jesus' first miracle, he showed great wisdom in following the Father's timing to demonstrate his glory. When he said Jesus' hour had not come. You know, just in a few days after meeting Nathaniel, Jesus was invited to a wedding at Cana, which was about eight miles north of his hometown of Nazareth. Weddings were grand affairs in those days that could last up to a full week. Running out of food or drink would be terribly embarrassing to the host. So just imagine that, you know, running out of wine. And when Jesus' mother Mary, she must have been related to the couple in some way since she seemed to feel responsible, you know, for the problem. You know, even though she was not in charge of the wedding, Mary's statement to Jesus seems to be in an indirect request to perform a miracle. Since she knew full well that Jesus had no secret stored of supplies. Um, so it's just. Jesus distant himself from the situation to call his mother woman was not a sign of disrespect, but a normal polite address. When he said, what have I to do with thee? Means something like, well, what does that have to do with me? <laughs> the hour when he would show his glory to everyone would not come until his death and resurrection. Now, until then, it was not God's desire for his miracle to become too widely known. We must always wait on God. Timing. Words that are technically accurate may be harmful if spoken at the wrong time. A theoretically good idea may be unwise because the timing is not right. Circumstances might require us to adjust our plan and trust that God knows what he's doing. So, I mean, that's, that's important. Timing is everything. I mean, just like, um, you know, for us putting something or planting a seed into somebody's life. I mean, when that time come and, and you are able to, you know, help somebody, whether it's with a word or, or just a helping hand, it's timing. You know, you know, when the spirit unctions you to do something, you know, you just got to move by the spirit. Now, Jesus shows his glory to his disciples. Now, the interaction between Jesus and his mother shows that he knew 
each other well. He read her statement as a question. She expected a miracle, but when apparently refused, she knew Jesus was seeking a way to solve the problem without letting very many people know that a miracle had taken place. Now, the elaborate procedure with the servants was intended to hide the origin of the wine. It seems to have worked since the steward in charge to assume the wine came their existing resources. Now, even though he immediately noticed that it was a much better quality than anything the host had served before, we're not told what the bridegroom said in reply, though the steward's rebuke might have given him reasons to question, you know, where the servants could possibly have found such good wine. But if Jesus was trying to hide the source of the miracle, why do the miracle, why do the miracle at all? Now, immediately we might consider his compassion for the host. Um, this might be a part of it, but the miracles also manifest his glory to his disciples. He did not want the general public to know more than necessary, but the miracles did prove who he was to his closest followers. Through this miracle, their faith became even stronger than it was before. Recognizing God's timing is part of the true wisdom. You might need to withhold your opinion till a more appropriate time. Now, isn't that something? You know, even when we're talking to people, sometimes it may not be the right time or the right place to say what you really want to say. So it's best to just, you know, not speak. You might need to speak up even if it's awkward and causing people to be uneasy. On the other hand, you might need to wait for God to open a door. Just let us trust the Lord and seek his timing. Isn't that something? I mean, it's just amazing, you know, that timing is everything. Um, we just have to wait on God's time and not try to force things um, until God says so. Um, that's just my point of view of this. Um, but what I'm seeing here, how Jesus manner, um, was to react, you know, or his manner was to reach people through his relation, his relationship. Um, you know, Jesus goal was to stay on mission and his method was to glorify the father. And it's just like us, um, as we become, as people we age, most have the unfortunate experience as myself of realizing that their vision is not what it used to be. And I can vouch for that because without my glasses, I'm sorry, I can't see nothing. Everything's blurry. So you may find themselves, you know, me, I'm squinting you know, while I'm trying to read something or just simply needing to be, you know, closer to the page to see the prints yet, you know, with help of some simple magnifying glass, sometimes vision become less of a strain as the word becomes amplified. Um, so holding a magnifying glass up to what you are reading now and see the difference it makes. Similarly, it makes sure that you are looking to Jesus to amplify your view of the Father. Now, Jesus' ways, his words, and even his thoughts all help us to see 
and know the Father better. So again, this lesson was truly a very, very good lesson. And I hope that um, those of you who, even if you have your Sunday school books, I hope that you, when you read this, you were able to, you know, just see, see his miracles. Um, one of the best things that I really enjoyed about um, this lesson, and if those of you who have your books in your, if we can go to the practice points, which I really like, which is on page 28 in your Sunday school book. And I'll read those. Like number one, it says, when we have a need, great or small, we should first go to Jesus for help. I agree with that. I mean, any problems we have, we should go to go to Jesus, you know, with our problems. Hey, this is a new year. Hopefully it's a new you, you know, where God will create a clean heart in you to help you look at things a whole lot different. Um, a lot of people have talked about how bad, you know, 2020 was, but my perspective is it was an eye opener. It slowed me down. You know, we get so caught up in every days and you just sometimes you're moving too fast. You don't take the time to really soak it all in. 2020 gave me uh, or maybe it, it helped me spend a little more time with God. You know, read a little more than I did before or meditate on his words just to help me see things from a different perspective as putting a magnifying glass on things and helping me see it better than what I normally would have been if I hadn't had my glasses on and I'd have been squinting. And you really can't focus on stuff when, you know, when you're not really taking the time to meditate on what's going on. Practice point number two, God responses to our pleas for help are always for our good in his glory. And that is so true. That is so true. Number three, obeying Jesus is always best, regardless of what he might require of us. Amen to that. And practice point number four, God often uses our own obedience in answering our requests. Amen. Number five, we can trust Jesus to provide the very best when he responds to our request. And number six, every circumstance provides opportunity for Jesus to display his glory. And that is so true. Every, every circumstance provides opportunity. So this lesson truly was a good lesson for me. Um, just seeing how God worked in our lives, seeing how he can work in situations where everybody's eye is on you. And then when something happened, people look at how you respond. You know, it's like if there's a fire, what do you do? You know, do you follow the what you've learned? Um, be calm and just know your exits and try to get, you know, try to get out have that, that, uh, I guess that safety point of where you and your family members meet up, you know, the, the fire drills, you know, knowing, you know, if a fire will break out, what are you going to do? How are you going to respond? Um, 
And that's what we have to do in our lives. Um, respond the way God will have us to respond. And making sure the timing is right. Timing is everything. So when I asked you earlier, do you believe God still performs miracles? Um, again, I believe he does. You know, and I know sometimes believing is not always easy. You know, there's been, you know, sometimes great amount of trust to believe in another person. Um, I trust my doctor to know more about different medications and their side effects than I do. I also trust him to be able to properly diagnose me and prescribe the correct medicines. You know, he's earned the credibility by acquiring his medical license and taking a solemn medical oath to serve. You know, he is therefore someone who should want to help um, to the best of his ability. So I believe in my doctor's expertise and abilities and trust him to make a medical decision. But my Jesus is my all-knowing God. So there is nothing he does not know about. You know, he's involved in the world's creation. And he knows each one of us down to the last hair. So trust in him with your whole life, body, mind, and soul. No one knows or loves you better than our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. So this right here um, concludes our lesson. But before I let you go, I want to, you know, invite you to get to know Jesus better by showing us how he, you know, began his public ministry on earth. Um, the following pr principles are present in the narratives of the wedding at Cana to assist every believer. And first, Jesus' manner was to reach people through relationships. Second, Jesus' goal was to stay on mission. Third, Jesus' methods was to glorify the Father, and in so doing, allowing the Father to glorify in him. So this concludes our lesson. I hope you enjoyed it, and I hope, you know, this will help you um, to look forward to our next lesson when Jesus' initial gathering of the disciples has now given way to his public earthly ministry. His first miracle was turning water into wine at Cana. His power and deity will come into even greater focus next week as we observe an astonishing miracles on the sea. So, again, with that said, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for listening to this podcast. And I just want you to know, be blessed and let this new year be one of your best years. Amen. And have a good night. Or have a good day.